Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Welcome to the show, Maggie Gray, Andrew Perloff. Mornings here on CBS Sports Radio. And good morning, Perloff. How you doing? Uh, what do you mean, how am I doing? I'm sky high. Did you see the score of the baseball game last night? Getting to football. We are still That's double digits. It actually was 10 nothing, which is more like a football score, so I don't know if baseball count. Okay, go ahead. We are Phillies. still dissecting what we saw on Monday Night Football, and I think the reason why it is difficult at times to get a handle on what we saw from the Dallas Cowboys is because you look around the rest of the league and right now, unless you are still the staunch 49ers believer, even though they're coming off of a loss, it doesn't look like there's one team that is so head and shoulders above everybody else. But Perloff, you are already, you are ready to write off a contender as not able to win a Super Bowl. I think, first of all, I do think the 49ers are head and shoulders above everybody else, but I heard a little bit of the Cowboys are back after the Monday night win. It was a primetime game, but all the same problems with the Cowboys were there. And these problems are the exact reason they're going to lose in the playoffs again this year. They're going to be 12 and five the divisional round. They're going out. They can't run the ball. Tony Pollard is not a running back one. That's their main problem. They rely on Dak Prescott to use his legs to win that game on Monday night. That is not sustainable. We saw that it worked in the playoff game last year against Tampa Bay. Then he couldn't really get anywhere against San Francisco. You think San Francisco is going to let Dak run around in the pocket like that? Never going to happen. And third, Mike McCarthy, his coaching is he's not with the times on offense. Did anything look easy on Monday night or the week before against San Francisco? They scored 20 points against the second-worst defense in the league. I just feel like this is not an explosive offense. It doesn't have the speed. Watch the Dolphins. This is the exact opposite. It feels like they're stuck in 2009 or something. I actually came away from that loss. I've been thinking about it more. Downgrading the Cowboys, I do not see how they're going to knock off probably the three best teams in the NFC, which would be San Francisco, Philadelphia, and Detroit. I think they're going to go on the road in the playoffs, and this formula they have now, it's just not going to work. I am knocking them out of my Super Bowl contender mix. I am still keeping the Dallas Cowboys as a Super Bowl contender, and here's a couple reasons why. Number one, is there anyone who's really playing their best football right now? This is still early in the season where you can get kinks worked out where you can get game plans adjusted, where you can still figure out where your pressure points and weak points are, and where you can try to mask and cover them. We're not even to the trade deadline yet, so there's still an opportunity for this team to get better. I can't denigrate a team or downgrade a team because they found themselves, yes, stuck in a bit more of a dogfight than they thought last night or Monday night. It was a sloppy game, and they ended up winning. 
right? Like that to me shows, okay, you didn't have to be explosive. You didn't have to score all those points. You found a way to win. You did overcome some sloppy coaching. I'll give you that. I got to meet you there with Mike McCarthy. He does not inspire a lot of confidence, but Dan Quinn does. And we talked about after the first two weeks of the season, it was like, wow, this Cowboys defense, this is something, this is really historic. Okay, they got humbled by the 49ers. Newsflash, every single team that wins a Super Bowl at some point likely loses a bad game in the regular season. 42-10? It, it I'd like to see the metrics it on that. It doesn't mean that you are worthless. It doesn't mean that your team can't rebound from that. And those games against the 49ers before the 42 to 10, the two playoff games, they're low scoring one score games. Those were not blowouts in the playoffs. So to think that 42 to 10 would happen in January, you don't have the evidence for that because we've watched two very close games against the Cowboys and the 49ers. Well, the 10 part, I have evidence. That seems to be right around where they score against the Niners every game. So I'm not sure that's going to change. The 42 was a little wild. I'm not sure I agree with that. Are you sure that there's Super Bowl winners who have 42-10 losses on their resume? I'd like to see that. Bad losses but on the way. 42-10? Do you, th- okay. you ever see the Chiefs with Mahomes lose 42-10? I I think I've watched. Tom uh, Brady? With the Bucks. I mean, how did they start out that first season when he was in Tampa? And maybe not a 42-10, but didn't they start off the season like 4-4? Four and four? Yeah, but they were all, I, as I recall. The Bengals got to the Super Bowl, and they weren't starting off the season gangbusters. I'm not sure, though, you get blown out. Actually, it's a really, we. where's our research department? Bilotti, get on this. Uh, <laughs> EJ, Pete. I'm right on top of that, Rose. And by the <laughs> way, I, I totally agree with you that that 42 to 10, maybe that was a bit of an anomaly. But you said make adjustments. Do you trust Mike McCarthy offensively to make adjustments? Dan Quinn is great. I agree with you on that. And second, who are they going to add at the trade deadline? Are they going to get... A running back? Or are they getting Leonard Fournette? What's uh There's I, a couple different options. I don't know yeah. if you need a running back per se. Yeah. Because let's not all I mean, I'm old enough to remember when Tony Pollard was like the hottest thing in terms of running backs. People totally understood why they parted ways with Ezekiel Elliott. And here's the thing about running games and running backs. They come out of nowhere sometimes. You can find running backs, you can scheme a better run game. There are ways that you can get the run. Of of all the problems that I would choose to have if I'm an NFL team, getting my run game going Mm. would be the number one I'd love to have because I've watched teams turn on a dime who go from teams that can't run the ball effectively to teams that can run the ball extremely effectively in the course of one season. How come it's been four years for your Buffalo Bills and they haven't turned the course? Okay, well, I've watched your Philadelphia Eagles become a running team and make it to the playoffs with a very young quarterback in Jalen Hurts. I'm just saying this was two years ago. I'm just saying that can happen. Give me that problem in the NFL. Mm. There's other things I might not be able to fix, but give me that problem trying to get a run game going, and that can be week-to-week game plan to game plan. Yeah, I just don't trust this offense. I think it's way too hard for them to move the ball so far for Honestly, what people think of as an explosive offense, I'm just not seeing it. And I think it's really the coaching, too. Watch the Sean McVay offense. Everyone's whirling around. You don't know, know what play is coming next. You kind of know what's happening when Dak drops back. He's going to try, unless it's a throw to CeeDee Lamb, basically nothing's happening here. And I think they miss their tight end. I, I think that Pollard is an amazing third down back. Great screen pass guy. Yeah. I just don't see them against a team like the Niners or the Eagles or actually, and I'm going to even put the Lions, your Lions in there too. I just do not see them getting like strong run plays on first down anytime soon. So that means it's going to be third and eight. Dak, make a play with your legs. 
that only has so much effectiveness. I think Dak, if he runs as much as he did on Monday night, I worry that he'd get hurt, too. He has a long injury history. Well, let's put some numbers behind this woeful Dallas offense, shall we? They are top 10 in the following categories. Points per game. They are top 10 in third down conversion percentage. They are top 10 in touchdowns per game. Did I mention points per play? Yeah, but top that, 10, where are they? Like nine, right? In San Francisco, okay. two in every category. Points you just per mentioned. game is six. So I could have, okay. you want to dive into Their it, offense or their whole team? The offense. Okay. I'm talking about the offense. If you want to go the defense, they're seventh in opponents' points per game. So that's another top 10 unit. But we're talking about the offense now because you don't believe in it. Again, number six in points per game. And that's so far through the season. We're not even like at the, we're not even at the midway point yet. If you want to talk about rushing plays, they are top 10 in rush yards per game at number nine. Yeah, they're number nine. Philly's two and San Francisco's three. I'm telling you where they are is not so far off that you think they're running this archaic offense. And I'm telling you, they're right here amongst the elite teams in the league. I'm giving you numbers to back it up. They're like ninth where you see Detroit, Philly, and San Francisco dominating every category you just mentioned. But you're acting like there's this massive drop-off between those teams statistically and the Cowboys. And I'm telling you, backing it up with the facts, they are not. They are right there in terms of statistics with those other offenses. I'm just giving you the numbers. You can make the decision for yourself. This is not a team that has to come from 25th place of points per game. This isn't the New England Patriots who have all this ground to make up. They're right there. I mean, listen, they're bottom half the league in yards per game, where I think to be a Super Bowl contender, you have to be like top three on both sides of the ball these days, like Philly or San Francisco. They're they're bottom half of the league offense, and that's unexcusable when you have this much talent on your offense. But how can you say bottom of the league? They're 17th in yards per game. But points per game, they're sixth. Yeah, but that's because the defense is giving the ball at the eight-yard line on every single play. And and since when (laughs) when do we use a good defense as a negative? Like, well, I'm just saying, that, like, help, that can help what is the a, offensive numbers. Who is the most explosive offense this year? Who's the, the right? Yeah, so they're averaging 500 yards a game. I, this is that is what I want to see. This okay, is the Cowboys are the averaging yards, 300 yards per game. I think sometimes the yards per game though can be a little bit deceiving because I do think that's not the only metric that you have to use to tell you whether or not you're a good team. Like, well, how many times do we see? quarterbacks who have bad days or bad games. And then you look at the yardage, like this is Gardner Minshew the other day, right? Gardner Minshew with four turnovers, totally took the Colts out of the game against Jacksonville. He finished the game with like 350 yards passing. The yards sometimes don't tell the story. Well, I'm not sure I agree with that because the top six teams are Dolphins, Eagles, Lions, Chiefs, Bills, and Niners. That's the six best teams in the league. Uh, Record-wise, I think everybody, yeah, that's uh, Baltimore's 10. They also have one loss. So, like, the yards and the wins are coming together here. I just I just worry, yeah, they're going to be 12-5, and five, the Cowboys. When I say they're not a contender, they're definitely, they could win this division easily. They are the same Dallas team that lost last year to the Niners. There just has not been that leap forward. Okay. I mean, do you see that leap forward? Because something has to change. They've, been, they've lost two years in a row when they've had a great chance in the playoffs. I just do not see that leap forward. In fact... Maybe a small tick backwards. See, I think overreacting to the 49er blowout loss is a mistake because the games have been close in the postseason. It's come down to a lot of mental errors, things like that. Not that they got so outplayed that they didn't belong on the same field as the 49ers. A lot of it is, you know, I think things that can be corrected. Yeah, but they didn't correct it against the Chargers. They basically needed Dak Prescott to pull a rabbit out of his hat in basically a home game in LA. (laughs) So I just think that I'm really talking more about the Chargers game. 
that was just a slog. I mean, 20 points. It's not Chargers are not good on defense. They should really run it up against them. I just feel like there's a formula to beat the Cowboys, and it's out there now. And the Niners and the Lions and the Eagles set up perfectly against this team. Well, we're going to see. But you take a snapshot of any team in the league, and you look at one game, one half, one quarter – you can make a lot of assessments and you can make a lot of determinations and they might not be true. Yeah, but you could also look at three years with the Cowboys. Okay, well, I'm looking at, you got to take it game by game because nobody thought, I don't I don't think anyone thought they were going to go in and blow out Tampa and they did do that on the road against, you know, the last stand of Tom Brady, but you know what I'm saying. I'm like, not, what What was Tampa's record? They were 8-9 and nine or 9-8. Nine and eight. That was nothing. They had the greatest quarterback of all time. They oh, were- they were mailing in that season. <laughs> Tom Brady retired around week 11 last year. I love <laughs> how uh, Perloff, you know, can, he can determine just from watching when people have given up on the season. Yeah. <laughs> you know? <laughs> like, you know that people are just like, no, that guy's not trying. It's well, like, we well, all agree Tom Brady was, that was a mess last year. He's going through a divorce. He got really skinny. Anyway, this <laughs> yeah. is about the, the Dallas Cowboys. Perloff says they are not a Super Bowl contender. I think they still are. We want to hear from you. 855-212-4CBS. 855-212-4227. I think this is an easy one for social media, too. At Maggie and Pearl. Are the Cowboys a Super Bowl contender? Check yes, check no. We'll check on the results in just moments. Got a lot to do today, including it is Wednesday which means the great debate series continues. We got a awesome one for you today. This is going to be fun. We got a lot to do. So glad you're with us. We say good morning to the Weedos and the coffee drinkers, youtube.com slash CBS sports radio. If you want to watch the show, we're back in moments with your Cowboys calls next. We're back on Maggie and Perloff now in the mornings. Big disagreement here. I watched Monday night and I said, uh-oh, same old Cowboys. They're going to go 12-5 and five and go out in the divisional round. Maggie is not counting those Cowboys out. We want to know what you think. 855-212-4CBS, 855-212-4227. The funny thing, too, is if the Chargers, that was one of those games the Chargers easily could have won. If they had just somehow ended up on top, it would have been just a funeral dirge for Cowboys fans. Now there's a glimmer of hope, but... Yeah, I'm not looking at week to week. I'm looking at this big picture. I'm just not blown away by Mike McCarthy. It's really the coaching here. I got to be honest. Yeah, and that's why I got to lean on Dan Quinn. And yeah, I know Dan that's Quinn. That's a good strategy. <laughs> listen, I, I will take Dan Quinn. I know that he has presided over one of the great collapses in Super Bowl history. Not putting that on Dan Quinn. It's on Kyle Shanahan. No, I think Dan Quinn is like, that's where my belief is that this defense could get back to what they were the first couple weeks of the season, that the 49er game 42 to 10 was like so outrageously lopsided, so not indicative of what we've seen that to go off of that and say, Oh gosh, the Cowboys now let's just uh, throw the baby out with the bathwater. I I think is, is short-sighted. Let's go to Dustin. He's in Sacramento. Good morning, Dustin. How are you? Morning y'all. How are you doing? Fantastic. You sound very awake for three o'clock in the morning. I just got off work. There we go. So, hey, I'm good. <laughs> cool. What do you got? Uh, hey, so statistically, I'm with you. Like the, the Cowboys look great on paper, but they haven't done anything in my mind to elevate themselves from last year. They're a playoff team. They're they'll in my mind they're a wild card team because I just I don't see them winning their division. The Eagles are just even though the Eagles are struggling, they still are head and shoulders to be above everybody else in their division. But. Yeah, the Cowboys, I just don't see them going to a Super Bowl. I, I see more glaring problems from their close loss to the Chargers than I do from the blowout to the Niners. It's just, yeah. 
I don't trust their offensive coaching when the game is on the line. I just I don't see it. Even though they've got the weapons, they just find ways to lose. And that's no hate towards the Cowboys. It's just yeah, kind of their M.O. for the last 20 years. But it's what they do. Mm-hmm. I get it. But, Dustin, here's a question. Are you thinking about the Lions any differently this year than you have for the last 20 years? I'm thinking of them differently in the respect that if they make the playoffs, to me, that's the equivalent of, like, The Super doing... Bowl. All right. Yeah. <laughs> right, right. Like, I know I there's guess... no moral victories, I'm... but it's Detroit. If they make the playoffs and we're considering that not a fluke, that's a huge win for them. No, but I guess, like, the reason why I bring up the Lions, Dustin, thank you for the call. Get home safely. You know, the reason why I bring up the Lions is because perceptions change quickly. And I know that it's been out there that the Cowboys haven't been able to win since the 90s. And all of that baggage is piled on top of this team. All that baggage was on the Bengals. All that baggage is on the Lions. Mm -hmm. All that baggage exists until it doesn't anymore. And the fact that we are sitting here right after week six to think that the Cowboys offense can't evolve from here on. This isn't week 16. It's week six. Okay. We've seen Mike McCarthy be a Super Bowl winning head coach it's not to me about the offense that he runs. To me, it's more about the clock management and stuff like that. The more boneheaded things about leaving points on the field and not so much about can this offense actually win you a Super Bowl. Yeah, I, I don't see it that way at all. And this idea that they're gonna, <laughs> the Cowboys are about to be an overnight sensation and turn things around, it's been, as the caller just pointed out, 30 years of being one year away. <laughs> the Lions are clearly ramping up, ramping up, ramping up. The Cowboys feel like they're on a total plateau. I like, I don't like- see how they get out of this little 12-5 and five, losing the divisional round. I understand what you're saying. But there's something about uh, the Lions that feels so different than the Cowboys because of momentum. The Cowboys are a really good team. They're definitely a really, really good team. But they just have a, a ceiling. I don't know why they have that ceiling. I think it's coaching. I think it might be the owner. Yeah. And all that stuff permeates around. I don't think it's a, an accident that they keep on hitting this their head on the wall. So I'm going to say something. It's going to sound stupid. And I don't mean it to sound stupid. But I'm just, this is what I really think. You're not considered a winner until you win, right? They're never going to be able to get over this. And then the instant that they do win, all of a sudden now it's going to be like, and they were knocking on the door and they finally got like, the narrative is going to change so fast. I know that sounds dumb and stupid and simple, but I really believe it. Like you're, you're always a loser, loser, loser until you just finally go ahead and win. And then your narrative changes forever. Yeah. But think about it with, all right, let's go to the NBA. For example, James Harden is a playoff loser. Yeah. Guess what? That narrative is not changing. Well, he's a guy who really is a loser. <laughs> well, I'm he's just got saying loser there's energy a... around him, though. I don't yeah, think the so Cowboys, the Cowboys have loser in the energy. playoffs. And the pl- oh, you don't think the Cowboys have playoff loser energy? These I... were close games against the 49ers. Okay. Playoff yeah, loser energy. I hear is what James you're Harden goes O for the beach. You know, can't hit the ocean from the beach and O for forever in a game seven. This was bad. Listen, I, two years ago, bad at the end of the game against the 49ers. Last year, bad at the end of the game. But that's not the equivalent of not showing up. You know, James Harden no-shows these game sevens and game six. I just think that, actually, I know it's two different sports, but they have this similar sort of playoff shortcomings. that They, they have this tag. You're right. It can change overnight, and the Bengals did. But those two teams, the Bengals and the Lions, they're ramping up, ramping up, ramping up. The Cowboys are just Good, 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 but can they be great? And I don't see it. And I agree with that caller, too. Monday night was as worrisome in some ways as the San Francisco loss because you you should score more than 20 points on the San, uh, sorry, the L.A. Chargers. Yeah. Well, to be fair, I mean, 
you wouldn't know it by looking at it, but you know, the Chargers did have two weeks to prepare for that game. Like they were coming off of their bye. They they probably should have kept that close. And I think kudos to the Cowboys for actually pulling out a winning. Sam is in North Carolina. Good morning, Sam. Good morning. Maggie, I love you. That did sound dumb. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, if we can't be honest with each other, what are we even doing here? But but here's the deal. They got 30 years of DNA that says they are losers. I mean, how many moral victories does it take to win a championship? A couple quick things here. On your numbers that you quoted about Dallas's offense, I would say that week one was an outlier, and most of that was because their defense. So I think that skews your numbers. They but don't this is, this is, okay, but this is uh, just on the offense I'm talking about. The defensive touchdowns that they scored against the Giants would go for the defensive side of those numbers. Fair enough. Okay. okay. Um, the other thing, though, the, the Niner game was as ugly as it was, not only on the scoreboard, but every third or fourth play, you had somebody getting scraped off the ground, guys going to the locker room for x-rays. We beat the stuffing out of those guys. They got dominated in that game, and it was even worse than it was on the scoreboard. I would say, I'm with you guys, I do think the Jerry Jones factor, he's never going to turn over the keys to the car to his son, Stephen. It's just not going to happen. And I don't trust Mike McCarthy either. I, I just think it's a Stone Ages offense. You know, they run motion, what, 7% of the time? That guy couldn't scheme anybody open if he had to. Yeah. So that's, that's kind of where I'm at with it. Sam, appreciate Thank it. You Thank you. Have a great morning. Did you know that Sam talked about how they were scraping guys up off the ground yeah. after they played the 49ers? There is a stat out there. I've got to find yeah. it about teams that play the 49ers and how and what they go on to do the next game it's like they lose like 90% of the time because San Francisco plays such a physical brand and beats you up so much that it bleeds over yeah. into the next week which like the Seahawks of the 2010s yeah right ironically though i think that's another feather in the cap for the Cowboys which is they played the 49ers it was physical. Yeah. Most teams lose the next week after playing the 49ers because it is so physical, and the Cowboys came out and won that game. So on that Niners point, uh, yeah. last season, teams incredibly were 0-15 in their game the very next week after playing the 49ers. That's nuts. Which is an, it's just unbelievable. It's hard to really even describe. It is crazy. Andrew Bogus is here with some headlines. Bogus, good morning. Hey, good morning, guys. Uh, headlines are sponsored by Progressive Insurance. Insurance for motorcycles, boats, and RVs for protection on the road and on the water. See how much you can save at 1-800-PROGRESSIVE and progressive.com. Get your damn act together. At this point, why even bother with the rest of the series? The 2-1. Swung on, hit to the air. Right center field. That one is walloped. It is gone! Wow. Into the Phillies' bullpen. Second home run of the night for Kyle Schwarber. It's another solo shot. And the Phillies are on top three to nothing. I think that was the non-Philly portion of America taking it on the chin last night. Tom McCarthy, (laughs) Phillies Radio 2, solo shots from Kyle Schwarber. One from Trey Turner. Three RBI from Jacob Tyler Riamuto. And six scoreless from starter Aaron Nola. They brotherly shoved their way to a (laughs) 10-0 win. And a 2-0 lead on the Diamondbacks in the NLCS. Hey, Tori Lavello, feel free to show up at some point. We got to play Diamondback baseball. What we watched out there was was not anything that we have done for a long period of time. Yeah, we noticed. Uh, game- is there such thing as Diamondback baseball? <laughs> <Yeah>. What's <laughs> the games? What's that? The last two games. Yeah. yeah, But it's like, you know, when 
when you think of the Diamondbacks, you think of yeah, Randy Johnson ain't coming out of that. Yeah, Kurt Schilling ain't coming out of that tunnel. Mm. Luis Gonzalez. Yeah, can they like? Can they try a little harder? They won eighty four games. I think you guys are underestimating how incredible it is that they're at this point right now. Says the cocky Philly. Yeah. By the way, the Phillies didn't win that many games either. This I love baseball being so. By the way, this series is not over, Bogus. No, do oh, not even. Do not. Do not even, this series is not over. Formality. Don't, don't, no, you're doing the emotional hedge thing. I think it's no. teams that go up 2-0 win like eighty six percent of the time. And this team's not losing for the next five right. games. Well, you guys have to realize the Phillies bullpen has never in the history of the entire franchise been as good as it's been playing. That cannot last. At some point, this bullpen is going to crumble. That's fine. It's not happening this week, though. The Phillies are the greatest team ever. <laughs> All, right? All right, let's relax and calm down. I mean, um, can you cut, I, drop that? Uh, can you make that a cut? They are going to they are going to sweep here, and they're going to sweep the World Series. Why are we getting worried? Let's yeah. relax. No, they're going to lose <laughs> once in the World Series. They'll, they're you, not winning the World Houston Series. Houston or Texas will win one game on their field. Gentlemen sweep in the World Series. Is Houston going to win a game the in the so ALCS? Yeah, I mean, yeah, I think so. Okay. Yeah. Oh, that series is not over by a well, long Scherzer's stretch either. Tonight, yeah. So Because Houston, Texas, like what's home field in that that series? By the way, I had a great discussion with EJ today. I said, if the Phillies make it to the World Series two years in a row and don't win, does that count for anything? And he's like, well, my Mets made it in 2015. I'm like, yeah, but they lost to the Royals. That doesn't count well, for anything. Well, that was the thing about the Royals. They lost the year before, yep. and then they came back the next year and won. Well, I hope the that Texas, happens. The Texas Rangers lost two in a row, two World Series in a row, right? Uh, yeah, I feel like a bunch of teams have done it. I, I think if the Phillies make it to the World Series, that's an accomplishment. I am lowering the bar. Yeah, I'm doing that. That's so corny. I know. So corny. Yeah. The bullpen's <laughs> gonna falter. Okay. You guys know the Phillies bullpen? It has been unbelievable. When does that ever happen? What happened to this whole city of champions? I know, thing? yeah. This We're the city of runner-ups. We're the city of of overachieving and getting to the final game. They're just tremendous. <laughs> That's better than the city of being in the lottery in every sport like New York. You guys, Philadelphia is on a high. We're like the new yeah, boss. Right, and you're the one putting the kibosh on it. We're telling you they're going to win the World Series. Oh, no. Jorge no, Alvarado's going to make a mistake no. soon. Because you guys, just you don't know. It's like Maggie with her Buffalo Bills. You you know, there's a deep-seated way of slipping on the banana peel for the Phillies. Holy and I, I do not think that this is done by any means. Get ready to put that butter on the light poles. <laughs> Eating that horse poop. That's yep. right. Um, EJ mentioned something about Rocky. It actually makes a lot of sense, right? This is a city that loves Rocky. What happens in the first Rocky movie? He loses. He loses. Yeah. And what happens in Rocky too? Well, he wins. Well, but... That's what I'm saying. Rocky would be disappointed in you because Rocky no. came Rock... up and won the championship. He didn't want to, though. He disappeared. He retired after the first loss, and then... He needed to get a snow right. cone Did machine for for Burt Young. Retired the first two months of the season the way they were playing, and they turned their season around. That's a fair point, but Bryce Harper was hurt, so I think him coming back in the lineup helped. Yeah, Rocky will think you're you're a total disgrace right now for how you're feeling. Yeah, yes. disappointing Rocky, disappointing Nick, <laughs> what disappointing if, Adrian. Well, if the Phillies play out like Rocky, so they win this year, then next year, who's the clubber Lang that comes along and knocks them out? Is that the uh, the Mets? The Mets. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I hope Shohei Otani, baby. Now, clubber, <laughs> and by the way, and we are not going to get into it now. Clubber Lang is the the best opponent Rocky ever had. And I don't even want to hear about it. Yeah, EJ, one hundred percent. I'll give you that, even though I think I like Rocky Four better, but. Clubber Lang's a great Yeah, because Drago was clearly, Drago was juicing. clearly juicing. I mean, listen, yeah, you take the juice. Cheating. He was like Barry Bonds. Yeah. Also a murderer. Yeah. He Allegedly. Mur murdered Apollo. 
Well, let's be honest. I mean, do you think Clubber Lang was on anything? <laughs> no, Clubber Lang was just he was in he was in the no. uh, he was in the gym with the rats, you know, all on the floor yeah. with the dripping pipes, just doing the push ups and doing the pull ups. He was he was all natural. Now, could Clubber Lang take Drago? He would. Clubber Lang is Tyson. Clubber Lang would have knocked out Drago in two seconds. I agree. I don't think he makes a round. Mm. I, agree. I agree with that. Clubber Lang was a different mm. animal. He was he was tough. He was mean. Yeah. I mean, he he could take a punch. I mean, he took a he, he took a lot of punishment in that fight. Rocky was as in good a shape as he had been in that Rocky three. And he took punishment in the scripted stage <laughs> yeah, fight. He did super right. tough. No, we're going. We're, I'm, I'm fully invested in this Rocky universe. I'm I'm, I'm all in. So like, are we sh- are we sure that EJ is not blurring the lines between yeah. reality? It's and- four part documentary was- called Rocky. I am a wrestling fan, a comic book yeah. fan. A Star Wars fan. Yeah. I mean, so nothing I, that's real. I live in fantasy. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> and you're a Knicks fan. Yeah. <laughs> real fantasy land. Um, I'm here for all of it. Clubber, if you want to break down Clubber Lang's mechanics, <laughs> we should have Max Kellerman on to come down and say Drago was too stiff, didn't have the lateral movement. This is amazing. I think that we that we're learning a lot about EJ here, which is you're living in some kind of multiverse that yeah. is just not hundred percent the- here and it's not hundred percent there. Have you seen the real world? I mean, <laughs> you want to live in this one. You know, fair. That's why we do sports. Very fair. So stay away from the real world. Uh, well, back to the headlines. Yeah, and speaking of Philly, uh, the Eagles addressing one of their many issues yesterday by signing 34-year-old wideout Julio Jones. Yes. He caught 24 balls in 10 games with the Bucks last season. The Birds just put receiver Quez Watkins on IR with a hamstring injury. Does Julio's presence allow them to maybe host a playoff game in which Brock Purdy would play in bad weather. <laughs> no, it, it does not. It doesn't and change it, that dynamic. Okay. I was celebrating yesterday on social media, and everyone's like, he is so washed. I don't care. Julio Jones is probably the coolest receiver, except for Calvin Johnson, of my lifetime. This is a great addition. I don't care how for slow swag. I don't yeah, know. It's just like, here? yeah, when he comes off the bus, you're like, oh my god, that's Julio Jones. He he was so good in his prime. Does what that count year for anything? What are we talking about here? I, it's just it's Julio Jones. He's the best. I love this guy. I'm really excited about that. I think he catches six balls the entire season. <laughs> I'm going to celebrate every Ryan single one of them. Looks the whole time. So yeah, he's just a, he's the coolest looking receiver too. Even the the post that the Eagles sent out, I'm like, this is. He's amazing. A.J. Brown, by the way, having a great year. Anyway, go ahead. Uh, Thanks. The Jets were feeling good Sunday after stunning those Eagles. After his D picked off Jalen Hurts three times, Robert Sala told us they were good at embarrassing the top QBs, which is debatable. Sala did some backpedaling yesterday on NFL Network. The word embarrassed was probably not the, the, the right choice of words for me at that time, but um, but I do, there's a lot of uh, faith in the in, 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 in our defense and Jeff Albrecht and how, how good a job him and the uh, defensive staff do in terms of preparing guys every week and uh, just doing everything we can to make quarterbacks' lives hell. The Jets are off this weekend, then they face the Giants. Their Who do you Q- think made him apologize or walk that back? It's kind uh, of weak. You him. said it. You said it. Stick by it. You want to talk tough? Yeah. Then stick by it. Don't go on NFL Network and backpedal this thing. I think the facts kind of made him backpedal that thing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, if you go by quarterback rating, I mean, he might have a, a you know, he's got he's got something to stand on. But I, just own it. Like you're a coach who wants to be out there. You want to talk tough, so just well, be that guy. You know, my problem though is is he's talking about things that don't matter. Okay, you embarrassed other teams' quarterbacks. Did you win the games? Yeah, right. No. Like newsflash. We're three and three. 
Yeah. Like, okay, if you think in your brain, in your fantasy world, you're six and zero, embarrassing quarterbacks. That means nothing in the standings. You're still not a playoff team at this point. Why it's, are you championing things that don't matter? It's a Deion Sanders era where a loss counts for a win. So <laughs> it's like Colorado is seven and zero when they're really four and three. The Jets all of a sudden are six and zero and just won the Super Bowl uh, because the standings don't matter. This is all about some weird moral victory. NBA preseason action last night. Zion, 16 points, three boards, three assists, five steals in 16 minutes. The Pels beat the Magic 104-92. Last year's champs, LSU, number one in the AP Women's College Basketball preseason poll, receiving all but one first-place vote. U.S. Men's Soccer, a 4 nothing victory over Ghana in a friendly in Nashville. Two of those goals from Gio Reyna and South Carolina football coach Shane Beamer had a temper tantrum after losing to Florida Saturday. He kicked something and now he has a broken foot. Oh. His team is two and four, the worst start of his tenure. The Drop. worst. Have you guys ever kicked something and stubbed your toe really bad? It's the worst pain there is. Step it on a Lego. Oh, that's bad too. No, but there is a correlation of like either how angry you are or how much in a rush you are oh, to yeah. how physically hurt you're going to get. Like, do you notice that? Your shirt never gets caught on the door when you're, like, casually strolling out. It's only when you mm, are yep. rushing, you know, stubbing your toe. Uh, hitting the side of the bed with your toe. Uh, just... By the way, I think there's probably a great story of your shirt getting caught on the door. <laughs> I, I clothesline myself, like, four times a day. <laughs> it's pretty bad. Um, yeah, folks. I'm good. There we go. Those I thought that was okay. There was some Phillies in there. I expected a little more with a 10 nothing win. Maybe some more home runs, maybe later in the show. Yeah, come on, Bogus. Yeah, no, you know, home run montage probably makes sense. Well, as Pete said, they are the greatest team to ever play baseball. So When is the parade? <laughs> you, you are so resigned. <laughs> I mean, this is what it is. I yeah. mean, you can't, you can't uh, stop greatness. Well, we can pick the day, Pete. Just <laughs> a freight train. I'm sure the World Series schedule is already made, so just f- see where Game Five is, okay. and then two days after that would be the parade. Hotel. Okay, yeah. you guys are clearly <laughs> just trying to jinx my team, and you no, know that's how sports. We yes. think this about what? it. The what Phillies are no, awesome. Did you, you guys... watch the game last night? Who's beating them? It was ten nothing. Even a bad bullpen, they win ten five. That's right. The They're Astros. Are, well, maybe. Maybe not the Diamondbacks, but the Astros or Rangers have a great chance of beating them. I don't them. think so, mm. dude. I think we're watching something uh, unprecedented here. And first of all, if it's, if it's the Astros, then Phillies have no chance. That team will kill the Phillies. Anyway, you guys, I see what you're doing. Don't think you can get away we're with it. I'm on, to, I'm on to all of you. I'm I mean, on listen, to you, every single one not, of you. You, 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 were, you were upset the other day because you felt like we were rooting against you. And you thought that was kind of mean. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So now yeah. the whole show, we're no. bringing all of our positive energy, all and right. we're focusing in like a laser beam right on your face. Don't give me any of this Mets fandom. Like, I don't want any of that to touch my Phillies. Right, like, right now, we're like all Phillies po- yeah. you, Your positive energy sunk your entire franchise here. So I don't I don't need Mets fans saying the Phillies are good. Just stop. There's no need to jab uh, the other unfortunate organizations. We're <laughs> yeah. talking about the greatest organization yeah. that there is in baseball right now. Oh, don't concern Bilotti. yourself with it. Bilotti, you evil genius. Just stop. Don't just don't even pay attention to the lesser teams. This is you right on the top of the mountain. Nothing can knock you off. Right, and don't forget, we're journalists more than anything else. So we objectively watch the game and come to the conclusion that they're relatively unbeatable. Are you guys willing to commit? If you're so convinced, are you willing to commit to go down the parade with me? Are we all going? I mean, I don't want to die. No, I. (laughs) Have kids, right? Yeah. <laughs> Not sure. I, have, I don't have health insurance, so I <laughs> build up their bank accounts before I leave. I'll go with you. Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I could see Maggie up on uh, one of those light poles, just 
screaming <laughs> fly off. eagles fly at a Phillies parade. I'm surprisingly spray. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I think Maggie could just climb right up there. Mm-hmm. I'm going to need you because I can't get up there. <laughs> it's going to be awesome. 855-212-4CBS. Nothing standing in the way. Philadelphia Phillies straight to the top. Uh, okay, see you guys on the phones. We'll get back to your phone calls in just a mo- minute. The question of the day, are the Cowboys a Super Bowl contender? Perloff says no. I say yes. We get back to that in a minute. Plus, the greatest of all time, you know who he is, Tom Brady, taking aim at the NFL, calling out his own. Why would he do that? We'll tell you in a minute. Don't move. Maggie and Perloff, CBS Sports Radio. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink... What you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Oh, glorious. Glorious. Listen, guys, we're all just now a bunch of Philly fans just watching greatness. And Elton John fans, by the well, way. Well, definitely. A little Yellbrook Road. You know, I had a chance, like, probably four different times to see Elton John and just never did it because mm. I don't believe he's actually retiring every time he does the retirement tour. Yeah, is it Billy Joel doing a retirement tour right now? Like his last stint at Madison Square Garden, I think. Well, I can't get into those game, those shows. Yeah. I'm going to have to enjoy that one from across the street. Oh, right, but you can't get an MSG. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I, I, I've never seen. Remember when the two of them were dueling pianos against each other on that tour? That'd be cool, I guess. I, I don't know. I, I'm not... I have no regrets about not seeing an Elton John concert. Well, it's kind of hard because when these guys say they're going to retire, but they never retire, (laughs) it's like, I'll just see him next year when he's back on the ninth retirement tour. We'll be watching the Rolling Stones. My kids will be going to the Rolling Stones concerts (laughs) in their middle age. (laughs) (laughs) I totally regret not seeing Elton John. Totally. Yeah. That's the concert I would want. He'll be back. Don't worry. Okay. (laughs) You're good. I'm holding you to that. (laughs) You you got time. Uh, We've been talking about the Cowboys this morning. Perloff says they are not a Super Bowl contender staunchly. No way, no how. I say they are still. Jay is in Nashville. Good morning, Jay. What's up, dude? Okay. First, I only had three things, but since you're talking about Elton John, I guess I got four things to talk about now. First of all, I'd love to catch a time machine and catch Elton John in concert with the duck suit on. Back in the 70s, I'd love to have been that one. Yep. Now, the, the, now, another thing, 
Drago would have got TKO'd with a body shot. I mean, right. Tyson would have turned that. Tyson would have turned that rib cage into croutons over your chicken chicken season salad, like for real. So like, and plus to hear the two catchphrases, I must break you. Yeah, everybody's got a plan, Drago. Everybody's got a plan. <laughs> yeah, right. you know everybody's got I mean? a plan. But, um, so Clever Lang hits you in the ribs. I love it. <laughs> love it, man. And then, and then first, and per, my, my next to last, Perloff, you're the same dude that was basically goat hexing your own 76ers last basketball season all because of James Harden. So I don't want to hear all this Philadelphia talk out here and, and Philadelphia freedom and all that stuff. <laughs> you were cursing your own 76ers yeah. last playoff, man. No, that's reality. Jay, that's reality. got it on tape. That is all total reality. There's no way the Sixers were winning anything with James Harden. They never, oh, they never will. They have hope. They have no have hope. hope. That's, what that, that's basically what that Elton John song is, is there to promote. <laughs> yeah, you're a fraud. If you, if you're oh. not, you can't have the spirit, thank you, Jay, of Elton John and then turn around and be totally negative on your team. And then also accuse all the rest of us of being negative fans. You're, the day that James Harden got traded to the 76ers was like a funeral for Perloff. Thank I, I, you. Jay, you know what they're doing here. They're talking up the Phillies so the Phillies will lose. They conspired We're before the show. That. They We're had a secret team meeting without me. You, you're doing that yourself, Perlock. Perlock, you're the true definition of a cheeky sausage, man. You're being a cheeky sausage <laughs> right now. And then, hey, last but not least, the Cowboys. Yeah. Bless you guys. It's hard. I know it's in your contract to talk them up. But really, I really think I really think Jerry Jones like knows that he keeps his fans' loyalty off of all the heartache and heartbreak. I think the heartbreak is what keeps the crazy Cowboys fans loyal. My sister-in-law is a Cowboys fan. It's like, dude, this is what happens to you every year. This is our year. Look how they're playing. And then, like, the, the heartbreak comes, and then it's like, it's like Jerry Jones has a team of world-class psychologists that, hey, the statistics show if we keep on breaking their hearts, they're going to stay loyal. If we, if we start winning... If we start winning, there we go. They're going to become complacent. Yeah, now I'm telling you, that's like he went to Vienna, like to get the the best psychologist of of all time. Jay, phenomenal call, mm-hmm. dynamite. Oh, sorry, I didn't know you. I thought you were done. Uh, phenomenal call. Yeah, n- hitting every note there on all the things we've talked about in the first hour of the show. I have been looking at some of the background of James Clubber Lang, the bad guy in Rocky <laughs> Three. You know, he's 28 and one as a pro. He learned how to fight in prison. That toughness, you don't get that from Klitschko. Like I mean, Hopkins. I call him Klitschko. I meant Drago. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> a little Freudian slip there. Yeah, I mean, listen, Clever Lang from South Side of Chicago. Maggie, you, I, I think that should be a poll. Who would win a fight between? I mean, we've done this, by the way. That'll yeah. take over the show, too. I know, we can't. We did that this summer. Rocky Four. If you Maggie likes Rocky Four. I'm Rocky One. EJ's Rocky Three. Bilotti, yeah. what's your favorite? Uh, I like Three. I okay. like the Thunderlips part into Clubber Lang. Well, <laughs> there you go. That's true. I and forgot about that. I know. Speaking of on something, I mean. Oh, Hulk Hogan in yeah, the 80s? What are you saying here, Maggie? <laughs> You're accusing Hulk Hogan of using a pro wrestler from the WWE days? No. I've got another theory about Hulk Hogan. You know how he always wears the um, bandana with the yellow, like his blonde hair coming out? Yeah. I think if you just take that off, the hair comes with it. No, he's bald under there. He's top. bald under there, right? Like, no, that's yeah, fake yeah, no, hair. That, that's, Everyone knows that. Oh, he's okay. always been since he was 25 wrestling in Florida or whatever. Okay. And, you know, yeah. the, the video game, WWE 2K, they asked you're not allowed. I think maybe they changed it just last year, but before they were not allowed to have him wrestling without the bandana because he doesn't like to be bald right. in the game, even though he wrestled bald. No, but in Rocky, when he is, um, what, um, what's his character name? What, yeah, Thunderlips. 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 When he's Thunderlips, he's not wearing it. 
and he's got like a little on top, doesn't he? Probably had a little more than he does. He did, yeah, you know, right. But now, we, or he did, you know, a couple years ago. Uh, I do want to address something that Perloff had asked. We were talking about the Dallas Cowboys, and I still think they're a Super Bowl contender. And Perloff says they're absolutely not. Yeah. About teams that have gotten blown out in the regular season and still gone on to win the Super Bowl. I've got a very famous example for you. And we said, you said that never happened to Tom Brady. Oh, indeed, it did happen to Tom Brady. 2014, New England Patriots lose to who? The Kansas City Chiefs, 41 to 14. That led Bill Belichick to coin the phrase onto Cincinnati. And we've been using onto Cincinnati as a mm. turn the page sort of moniker one. ever since then. So it's happened before. It happened to the Dallas Cowboys earlier, uh, last week rather, to the 49ers. They lost 42 to 10. And it does not mean your season is sunk. What is the difference? And I'm trying to put my my finger on it. What is the difference between the 2014 Patriots and the 2023 <laughs> Dallas Cowboys? Something doesn't feel same, same here. Okay, well, you want to say they had the greatest quarterback of all time and the greatest coach of all time, but now everyone's you know, cutting down Bill Belichick. Yeah. Like he was an innocent bystander during that entire that, that dynasty. But I always have a theory that Bill Belichick loses week four games on purpose just because he wants to reset the team and coach them hard. Like he was, he seems kind of thrilled when they lose an early season game. He did it all the time. The 2012 Baltimore Ravens lost 43 to 13 to the Texans in week seven, went on to win the Super Bowl. The 2008 Pittsburgh Steelers lost 31 14 to the Titans in week 16. So that's late in the season. Ah, the 31 14 is not. The 2007 New York Giants lost 35-13 to the Packers. And the 2006 Indianapolis Colts with the great Peyton Manning lost 44-17 to to Jacksonville in Week 14. Still went on to win the Super Bowl. The other examples I could give you are from the 90s and before. Was Peyton in that game? Yes. Week 14, they usually that was the time the Colts were mailing in. Uh, they'd already clinched the division at that point. He was playing in that game. Um, yeah, that's, the difference, though, is it actually has nothing to do with the Niners' results. The question is, like, why do the, the Cowboys keep falling short in the playoffs? And is anything changed? Is Micah Parsons developed enough? Is the defense developed enough to make this a different team? And I just don't see a different team. I see the same team as last year and the same team from the year before. If you're going to give me which side of the ball do I believe in more, yeah. it's definitely the defensive side of the ball. And the fact that they lost Trayvon Diggs... They still have a great defense, and I trust Dan Quinn. And offensively, you got a lot of time to work this thing out. Anyway, 855-212-4CBS coming up. Got a big question about one of the coaching stars in college football. We're going to answer it, though, next. Don't move. Maggie and Perloff, CBS Sports Radio. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? 
Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.